4: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas. Your host, R.J.
5: Bell.
4: The pregame show America has always wanted.
0: I the future.
4: I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You
6: heard it. I'm R.J. live coast to coast, and we're breaking in. This has never happened before. We're breaking script early. Brad Powers in the hot seat. So we're sitting there listening to the wonderful FSR news and I hear about a player injury. I wasn't even sure I'm listening, but I'm getting ready for the show. And in the corner of my eye, I see a flash of like a hand movement and you know, your eyes drawn to it and no lie, Brad powers after someone being announced injured worse was pumping his fist in celebration. <laughs> what
7: exactly was going on? Nothing against Mike McGlinchey, former Notre Dame player, great offensive tackle, but I am not high on the 49ers this week. So I, I think that's a significant loss for them. So you're
6: figuring you may have you even bet him yet?
7: I bet the Rams. Yes. You bet him already. Yes. And how much did you bet? Just uh, 1200 to for 1000 I had to lay the 120 Now, how much value do you think
6: that injury adds to <laughs> you? Because it's not even a half point, right? No,
7: not even a half point. So pr- a quarter point. Maybe. A quarter point. <laughs> yeah. So
6: you're saying effectively you just made like $10, like in theoretical quote. <laughs> and you were celebrating another human being's injury over $10, over a Subway sandwich. That's safe to say I was. I'm the dirtiest (laughs) player in the game. I mean, Jonas, how do you compete with these people? I mean, I have to take a hot shower every night. I take one in the morning and
8: after this show. Uh, You're surrounded by savages. I mean, mean, guys—unbelievable. in a way,
6: though, you don't want to be against these guys. No, apparently not.
8: (laughs) Sports bettors listen for the money,
6: obviously. (laughs) Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. And you're going to get both of those. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox.
8: Always good to be here, R. Jim. We start here on Straight Out of Vegas on a Wednesday in the NBA, a very controversial topic as Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, who sent out a tweet in support of the protesting over in China. Because of that backlash from the government in China, NBA officials have spoken out against it. Adam Silver has tried to uh, mend fences there. There's been threats of canceling uh, partnerships and deals and sponsorships with the NBA some have already pulled out so a big controversy with the NBA and now China yeah and I I felt
6: like FSR's Clay Travis has really been on top of this story and you know Clay is known for being to the right and you know obviously some people are known being from the left and to me I'm money green, right? I've got my own political ideas, but I'm no expert at them. So I tend to stay out of that stuff because my expertise doesn't lie there. I think this is a fascinating story. It's a huge story. And what Clay said was, this might be the first billion dollar tweet. And to me, that's a powerful concept. You think about it, you know, I am pretty thoughtful about my Twitter at RJ in Vegas, and I don't send stuff, you know, if I have a couple beers, which I rarely do, I don't tweet or, you know, I try not to be goofy with it. And I think some people are hit or miss, right? Even serious people. Tweeting's fun. you got to wonder what the thought process was for, for Daryl Morey. Is, did he really give this a lot of thought? Or was this one of this, hey, I'm in the bathroom for three minutes, let me knock off a quick tweet because the idea that it could have been a whim, it could have been something that wasn't really thought out. I'm not saying it wasn't a good point or a bad point, it's not the point to me. I'm saying it's a billion dollar type swing, it seems. And who knows? The idea that in any other era, pre Twitter, pre social media, that someone could be at their house in their pajamas (laughs) and could be swinging markets a billion dollars. That's one thing to think about. The other is to think about really what the stakes are here, whatever side you're on. and Obviously, freedom, it's hard to be against freedom, right? So the question, I think, is how much money should a corporation, what is the obligation of a corporation to be ethical. And I think most people would say the obligation is pretty high there, right? Above ethical is legal, right? Well, any corporation is obligated to not break the law. If they do, there's going to be a consequence. Ethics are other than the law, meaning it's not illegal, but it's kind of dirty. Now, Fez, or maybe I should ask Brad, Brad, (laughs) if you're invested in a company, do you want them to play as dirty as you play? Yes. Yes. You want, to, you want them to play as dirty as possible while making sure to quantify the risk of playing dirty. Yes, absolutely. If there's brand risk or whatever. You, you don't care. You're just pumping yeah. your fist at injuries. <laughs> Fez, you're the same way, I'm sure.
5: I don't mind audits. We just have to win them. Yes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's a great one. I haven't heard that one. Tag that, producer. <laughs> That's a great one. I don't mind audits. I just want to win them. That's good. Jonas, I mean, you're not as hardcore as these guys, but if you look at your 401k and it goes down and you're thinking, and then you get an email from the CEO of the company saying, hey guys, I know we're down 15%, but we help this social cause or in some country that you never heard of necessarily. Not saying we haven't heard of Hong Kong, but hey, aren't the people in the countries we haven't heard of as important as Hong Kong? You know, so it all matters, right? So if you hear that somehow they help, you know, a village because they paid more money or whatever, social consideration. Do, does it make you feel better about your losses?
8: No, I'd like to have some input in into how my money is handled. Which is an interesting point, right?
6: Some co- in, and I think, wow, that's almost like we planned it. It's a great transition because in a weird way, the NBA has been in a tough position because they have advanced the narrative of being a socially conscious league, really in contrast to the NFL, And to me, whenever I hear the jibber-jabber, I'm always thinking, how much pain is that league, is that person, is that company willing to feel? And if someone's willing to really – like, I look at Muhammad Ali. Whatever you think about his decision to be a conscientious objector, thanks for knowing, Fez. He's like, yep, that's right. He was he lost three and a half years of his career. And we forget this now. If the Supreme Court didn't decide for him, and by definition, if you go all the way to the Supreme Court, that means you've lost every step of the way, right? He would have went to jail. A hundred percent he would have went to jail. That was so he would have went to jail. That's a guy that believes what he's doing. So you agree, disagree, you gotta respect it. NBA. Tell them it's a couple hundred thousand. Tell them it's a million. Yeah, they got their, you know, political considerations. But now we're talking billions. And unless there's been breaking news, I mean, what? How, Jonas? How would you re? How would you kind of do a synopsis of where the story is right now?
8: Uh, the latest I saw was uh, President Trump called out Steve Kerr by name and Greg Popovich at their hypocrisy for. Being able to call out their own government, but when the subject was brought to them about another government, they didn't want to go there, To in essence, to protect their bottom line.
6: Now, you're not—I mean, as far as I can see, you're not a real strongly political guy. I can't can't
8: stand it. It it bores me to death. So when you hear
6: what the president said, logically, for not siding with Trump, not siding with the NBA— How's that resonate with you? Meaning not that he said it, but the logic of what he's saying.
8: I think it's kind of exposed people in the NBA who want to speak out about certain issues and causes, yet something like this comes up and everybody runs away from it. It just it it's it very it sort of is a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. And and
6: and if anything, I as much as the coaches in those, in, in those two cases have spoken out the most, it seems, about their political beliefs. I mean, what are they really supposed to do in a way, right? I feel like there is logic, like Jonas said, are they supposed to, like, boycott the NBA, I guess they could speak out and say, we believe the NBA should pull out or what. Yeah, they could do that at least. They, ha- have they-, they haven't even done that, huh?
8: No, they're they're doing everything they can to try and protect and save whatever relationship they've got still remaining. Well, that's what the league's trying to yeah. do. But
6: uh, Steve Kerr's not obligated to do that. No, 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 no.
8: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they haven't spoken
6: out against the NBA yet about how they're dragging their feet, making a, a strong decision. No, again. no nothing yet yeah. that I've seen. Okay, but boy, I mean, it does. I mean, this does feel like the first Adam Silver, you know, really black eye because I mean, he's had, I mean, maybe I'm missing one, but he's really had a charmed time so far. I would say, yes, yeah, yeah. So to me, these are the fascinating stories when it comes to polit- politics because it's not about partisanship or whatever. It's about money and freedom. Cause what you know, what are the people in Hong Kong fighting for, right? It's effectively freedom. And I don't know enough to know how oppressed they are. I don't know enough to judge it. But generally I'm on the side of freedom, right? And imagine someone going, I hate freedom. <laughs> but I also understand, as we often say, every time you say it's a game, or every time I say it's a game, you say it's a business. Every time I say it's a business, you say it's a game. The league's hypocrisies, all of them, never stop. And I guess the one thing I'll say in defense of the leagues, you might think, and before I was a businessman, you know, I, I was a finance grad, but then I went and did gambling, poker, sports, didn't have any real business. And then I started a business, pregame.com. And as a businessman at this point, I always used to think, all right, the guy's worth $50 If he lost, you know, a half a million in something and it was for a good cause, is it really cause to be that upset? You know, be a little more gentle. And again, I was never a soft-hearted guy, but that kind of made sense to me. And then I started thinking about it, and then I learned if you're a business and you get soft in a way like that, if you're not fighting for every nickel, your competitor is... And what ends up happening, right? Remember in The Godfather, which we have to reference often, is when Tom Hagen was trying to advise The Godfather to do the deal with Solazzo, to get into drugs, he said, listen, we've got the strongest position now, but with the money they make from the drugs, the other families, they can buy politicians, guns, and it's going to put us at risk. So if a company had a monopoly, And you said, hey, you know, 1% less is no big deal. I think that's a fair statement. But if the NBA loses China, let's say, and the NFL doesn't, now the NFL is making, what, whatever, a billion extra. What are they doing with that billion? Some of it's going in their pockets. Some of it's going to advance analytics or all the things that are the support system of the league. And it really is an arms race amongst billionaires so as easy as it is to say, don't worry about it, it can have serious consequences when you have fierce, fierce competition. It's almost like in baseball, oh, you don't need steroids back in the day or whatever today, I don't know. And it's like, yeah, if no one was on them, fine. But if the other team is and you're not, kind of tough. Any closing thoughts, guys? No. Yeah, I think we handle that pretty well. From here, it's nothing but us making money we talked about other people's money. And when we come back, Baker Mayfield talk. Real short on it, though. I think this is very telling what happened with Baker. And also, we've been promising Kirk Cousins. Shocking stats. And one last thing. Fezzik, world premier, he's moving a player into the highest level of his list. There's only like five of them. Someone's being
8: added. And... At least one's being taken away. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Sound the trumpets! It's horse racing time, so saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250.
2: Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
1: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's
0: TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Terms and conditions apply.
8: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we have some fake controversy in the NFL.
6: Fake controversy? It sounds like fake Fezzik. Anyone listen to the podcast, when Fezzik misses it, there's fake Fezzik. Brad, how great is Fake Fezzik? He was the star of
7: last night's podcast.
6: Oh, my gosh. It's every bad quality of Fezzik, like, times 10 (laughs) with none of the good qualities. Like, he berates the audience about how stupid. You know how you can tell, and let's be honest, you all can, that Fezzik looks down on the common man. Well, it comes out. Like, he tries to hide it here. It comes out with Fake Fezzik. Oh, we got to get some clips from that occasionally and play Fake Fezzik. You can listen five days a week, 6 Eastern. We try to bring a little Vegas to you. Thanks for joining us. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations nationwide. FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM. And on podcast, by the way, in the Fox press release, we were one of the two or three real stars. Podcasts doubled in the recent time, doubled the listenership. Thank you so much for the support, everybody right now on the Strip, 91 degrees.
8: The neon is flowing. So after Richard Sherman came out and said that Baker Mayfield snubbed him in the handshake line before Monday night's game against the Cleveland Browns, uh, against the 49ers and the Cleveland Browns, Richard Sherman is now backtracking. He said he owes Baker Mayfield an apology. Video came out, RJ, showing that, in fact, Baker Mayfield did shake his hand and everybody else's hand. So what does Vegas make of the uh, the fake controversy regarding Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield and I
6: think you're right if you try to make this story anything other than Sherman must really hate Baker and you might think who cares what one guy thinks it's like let's be candid I get sick of hearing the whole Stanford stuff I'll be honest I get sick of it he went to Stanford did he even graduate do we know
8: not sure We'll yeah. need to look
7: it
6: up. My, look it up, Brad. So I think he did. There's no way they kept talking Stanford that much if he just you know, didn't graduate. I hope he did. And I'm not saying he's not a smart guy. It's just smart people do dumb things. Dumb people do smart things. We don't, everything someone does doesn't get excused because they went to Stanford or doesn't get validated because they went to Stanford.
7: He graduated.
6: Congra- I mean, and that's a heck of an accomplishment. Let's be candid. So Still. And a lot of dumb people from schools like Stanford, Northwestern, et cetera. Right, Fez?
5: Absolutely.
6: <laughs> That's the worst, Northwestern. Jeez. So what's why would he hate him so much? And in a weird way, I do think Sherman is kind of a thought leader with the players. Where he understands the culture and he's able to kind of distill it and you know hear all the voices. And he's been in the league a long time. And if he hates Baker so much that he lies, knowing how many cam- – everyone has a cell phone. Like, how did he think he could get away with it? Maybe it was some genius move because the old story is the, the report gets 10,000 retweets and the retraction gets 1,000 retweets. Maybe Sherman said, yeah, I'll get caught, but there will be a two-day news cycle about how crappy he is before I do – Or he could have had just so much hate that he's like, I don't care if I get caught. I'm just taking a bad – like you're chasing someone that was hitting on your girlfriend across the street in traffic. You don't care. That kind of irrational stuff. But either way, I don't want to be Baker Mayfield. If that's the consensus opinion of the defensive players in the NFL – I don't want to be Baker Mayfield. If Sherman's want to do something
5: irrational to hurt him, and if you look at the way Bosa reacted after sacking him, it, yep. it, it, this well, remember so that's
6: in a high state grad. Yeah, that that, that, that crap. It's almost like the guy that's peed off so many people. Wherever he goes, he's got to be looking over his shoulder. <laughs> and you know, it's not. I can't go to that part of town. I can't go out of the house without the hood on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny to see? How much would you pay? It just hit me. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. How much would you pay to see Fezic legitimately drop like into the you know west side of Baltimore with like a hundred bucks, no ID?
7: Oh, I like him. I don't. No, want, no, no. Yeah. But
6: that's the thing is, he's. It's not like he would just like all of a sudden, have, you know, get his arms chopped
5: off. He would have a tough time navigating. Yeah. How do you think you'd do, Fez? Poorly. You saw me try to get my Uber up on my cell phone in Atlanta. <laughs>
6: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story, too. It's fascinating because this is a guy you bring him a couple computers and he can literally make a living. He doesn't, you know, you could drop him anywhere, but no Wi Fi without bodyguards. He's like, a ba- it'd be like leaving a, a, a baby in a stroller would have a better <laughs> chance. <laughs> it's interesting. So, anyway, Jonas, do you agree that this bodes poorly for Baker?
8: Well, I think it bodes poorly for Baker just in that he's got – we talked about it yesterday. They've got this target on their back, and they've not won anything or done anything to deserve this target. This is all for the noise in the offseason. I also think it's a bad look for Richard Sherman. It feels like a guy who's been kind of out of the limelight for a couple of years, and he wanted to make a a bunch of noise about nothing all that important. And in the end, he just looks like he's a liar. Yeah, but I just wonder, he could
6: have done a lot of things to get attention – Isn't it weird that he picked I mean, I think it's meaningful that he picked this.
8: Oh, yeah. And and other guys on the team, and people have tried to justify Richard Sherman by saying, no, he was more annoyed with Baker not shaking hands after the coin flip and jogging off the field. Well, two other players on the Browns also did the same exact thing, but he made it a point to, to specifically point out that it was Baker Mayfield. So it just goes to the dislike of Mayfield from a lot of guys in the league. And to me, it
6: doesn't matter
8: at all how right or wrong
6: Baker is. It doesn't. It might matter to you as a fan saying what you're going to think of Baker. That's fine. I'm saying the NFL players think what they think. And this is something. There's a pack mentality with alpha males when you see – the weak gazelle, like Fezzik in West side of Baltimore, every, you know, the cell phones are ringing. It's like, Hey, we got a live one, you know? (laughs) And to me, if Baker's being
8: weakened by this, it's just going to get worse, not better. We're going to get to another NFL quarterback here coming up in just a moment. First, I want to let you know straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Finding out why your check engine light is on can save you a lot of time and money down the road. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the real problem and analyze your specific vehicle information, code, and mileage to get you verified fixed solutions. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So the Minnesota Vikings are back to their winning ways. Hold
6: on, John. Hold on. I'm taking – this is another first time. Jonas's analysis was so strong in this story. He led us in pregame research down such a fruitful path that I want to announce for you. All right.
8: So Jonas has a show on the. When's the weekend show? What time is it? 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific time, Friday into Saturday. Yeah, I call that prime time myself. Yeah, in in Indonesia, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So and it's with Brady Quinn. No, that's that's the overnights uh, that I do solo. The show I'm with, confused. Yeah, the show with Brady Quinn is on Sunday nights. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it was you and Brady that were talking about this cousins concept. Yeah, though, right? but it was really originally my thought. So, okay, yeah, so yeah. the pretty boy. You're saying the pretty
6: boy's getting enough. Love. Yeah, he's in the sidecar on this one. And I'll be honest with you, cousins and Fez, you can speak to this and the mystery of him, a guy that in some ways looks great. In other ways, huh, looks bad. It's probably one of the reoccurring discussion points in Vegas for years. Wouldn't you agree?
5: Yeah, huge disparity in Cousins' performances, and you wonder what was that? Oftentimes, after big ball games.
6: Yeah, and the consensus was, I think, the bright lights, the the, the scrutiny, he gets nervous. All uh, I guess, um, you know, the Bengals and Andy Dalton have that rep to some degree. Jonas said, you know, something I've read and read, uh, you know, it's kind of weird to say reading is the way to learn because it's obvious. But with sports betting, you can read 20, 30 articles and not really pick anything up. And then you pick up a nugget. And Jonas, you had a nugget. That sent us scurrying, and we got some numbers to back it up. Share the nugget first.
8: Yeah, there was a a story that came out that Kirk Cousins, this going back to his days with the Redskins, he's got a daily planner. But it's not just any normal daily planner. He's got everything in Excel spreadsheets. It's color-coordinated, 15-minute increments throughout his entire day. And so I thought maybe the issue isn't so much who he's playing or or you know the this the the situation I think what it is is the time. I wonder if he gets thrown off his routine that's so important to him when he plays anything other than a 1pm Eastern time 10am Pacific time kickoff. And
6: it would fit it it would be a similar thing as if it was the TV games, right? But it wouldn't be the same thing. And here's the numbers. And I think you had some straight up numbers. We'll give both straight up and ATS. And a uh, new researcher, McKenzie, did this. We're expecting some big things. So Cousins at the one o'clock games, this is when he's comfortable. So straight up, 27 and 21. Remember now with Washington, right? So a lot of those years against the spread, 30 and 17, one push. mighty good. Not one o'clock game, so four o'clock night game. Either of the two, we're putting them all together. 10 and 18, two ties. Wow, straight up. And nine and 20 with one push against the spread. So, Jonas, one o'clock, 63% career. Not one o'clock, 31%. Now, You could say, well, RJ, it's one and the same thing. Well, no, because they play some big games at one, right? Yep. And they play some not-so-big games at four, right, at the Raiders or whatever. So what we're going to do is dig even deeper for next week is say, okay, we're going to identify, based on the record going into the game, who were the really big teams they were playing and say – And what what I hope we don't find is he does well. Because if what we end up finding out is he does well, even at 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock against the bad teams, then it is about how good the teams are. What I expect is these numbers are so extreme, we're going to find out Jonas was right and it was more about the time. In just one minute, we are going to have Fezzik with his world premiere of an adjustment to his pantheon of current players, non-quarterbacks,
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
8: Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 15 minutes from now here on FSR, we will take a look ahead to a pivotal game five between the Dodgers and the Washington Nationals coming up later on tonight. First, want to let you know, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Hooters. Coming to Hooters every Monday all season to play Monday Night Moneyball. You're just a few easy questions away from a chance at cash prizes, freebies, and a trip to the season ender in Miami. Play Monday Night Moneyball at HootersMoneyball.com. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
6: People are fascinated to know how much players are worth. How much is he worth? How much is he worth? Well, one of the general concepts, probably the most powerful, is that quarterbacks are king and non-quarterbacks aren't worth near what you might think. So, Fez, how many players do you have, just quickly, worth half a point non-quarterbacks?
5: About 80. All
6: right. Worth one point. 20. And now, coming into this week, worth one and a half. That's the top echelon. Three players only. Okay, so coming into this week, not—so you're giving the end. Mm. Coming into this week, how many? I had five. Okay, so you're saying we went from five to three, and there's one new one. Yes. World premier announcement. Who's the new player on the top echelon?
5: Carolina's McCaffrey. Not only is he worth 1.5 points, RJ, you hate it when I do the decimal thing, 1.6 points, I have him as the most valuable non-quarterback in the league.
6: And a week ago, he was not on your list of the most valuable. He was
5: not. I had him at one point.
6: what did he do? Did you, like, finally watch a Panther game?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I realized that he was suddenly one of the uh, MVP candidates out there as a non-quarterback. He's really having a tremendous year. Yeah, and that's the thing.
6: I do think these kind of changes need to come slowly because if you really think about the zigs and the zags, there'd be some real goofy headlines, you know, about Tom Brady's too old, you know, is one of the classic ones. Or I think he, you know— uh, I think Marriott has finally arrived, you know, and to me, I like that you're, you know, uh, you move slow, like changing the constitution. We don't want it to happen every day, but apparently there's
5: two more changes. Who's off the list? Well, we have three wide receivers off the list. I've taken down Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, Tyreek
6: Hill was on the list, hasn't played a game, and now he's been demoted how is that
5: well he played early in the year and now he's injured and i just oh so he played
6: early and you looked at him and said how (laughs) You said you know i don't tend to move quick but those eight plays i saw in the all 22 i mean was that the thinking
5: well i think a big part of his success is mahomes and you did it.
6: Oh, so, oh, now that actually makes sense. What you're saying is, is, you've been more impressed, not necessarily the last game, but with Mahomes in general, you're thinking it's Les Hill.
5: Yes. Player number two. Player Dan. number two. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay. He, he's not even the leading receiver right now for the Bucks. Hmm.
6: But wasn't your big pitch that when we did play Tampa Bay against the Rams, that he had the flu for two games and he played both of them, but it depressed his stats?
5: Yes. But last week, he must have had the flu again because he had zero catches. Mm. Now, are
6: we sure he's not getting double-teamed? Because that's what's interesting. If you double-team a, a wide receiver every play, he's valuable if he doesn't catch a ball.
5: Under- well, probably not worth one and a half. Yeah, my understanding, Lattimore, the really good corner, just shut him down last week. Yeah, And you got one more. Yeah, Houston DeAndre Hopkins, another wide receiver that isn't even leading his team in reception yards. Hard to make a case that he's that important.
6: All right, so I'm feeling frisky right now. Thank you, Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. Brad and I have a disagreement. Usually we go over the three biggest games. We'll try to get to that in the next segment. We're going to do an impromptu crossfire, and it's going to be on. Brad, you pick the
8: game?
7: Yeah, San Francisco taking on the L.A. Rams. All right, so let's get the line from Jonas. All right, so we've got the
8: Rams and the 49ers coming up this weekend in the NFL on pregame.com. Right now, the betting line is at, excuse me, sorry for the uh, pause here, So I think it's
6: between 3 and and 3.5. It's It's like 320 or 3.5. It's
8: now at 3.
7: In favor wow. of the Rams. The Rams are three-point favorites. So, so Brad, what line did you have the Rams when you liked it? Uh, three minus 120. Okay, interesting. So, I like and I have bet the L.A. Rams in this Oh, game. What number did you bet them? Three minus 120. Hmm, okay. And
6: what's the line now? Well, from what Jonas said, it's three. You question Jonas' ability to read the screen? Yes, I do. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So fa- at least yeah. hey, this guy. All bets are off of this know, guy now. So Fez, take a take a gander. Give us a good consensus in a minute. But you continue.
7: Yeah. So I like the Rams here, and I like the spot here for the Rams. Here's a Rams team that has extra rest from a Thursday night game against Seattle. Meanwhile, they're taking on a 49ers team that just played on Monday night. So three extra days rested. Wow. That's for the new, Rams. no one
6: knows that, dude. Yeah they? yeah. they don't. But secrets.
7: Here's, here's what I'm thinking. If you know, you know, it'd be, hilar- the- it'd be
6: hilarious if Brad goes Pssst, everybody, the game started. It was the Rams on Thursday and the 49ers. Are- Come on, dude. Like the market doesn't know that. All Continue. Right.
7: Here's where I think the market's misreading. I'm wondering what this line would be had Greg Leg made a kick against Seattle, which he was significantly favored to do so. And I think that at least the whole narrative around the Rams struggling wouldn't be there. But uh, can't
6: we just look at the look ahead line?
7: Yeah. What was the look ahead line? So, what's the
5: market right now? The market is 3.2. There's a few more threes than three and a halves. Okay, so what's your 3.2? Sa- All right, so you're saying it's
6: down from when Brad bought the minus 120? Yes. So, right now, the market agrees with me. The million dollar batters agree with me. Yes, and the look ahead line on this game was five and a half. Okay, so the look ahead line was five and a half. You had the 49ers look great. You had the Rams not look so good, and we went down to three and a half effectively. Okay, that's a big move. Boy, I would have liked that five and a half even more, I guess. Here's my thinking, and it's really simple, guys. Advanced analytics say, and let's use football outsiders, that the 49ers, and this is gonna be hard to believe, are the sixth best team after four games. Remember, they've only played four games. In the last 30 years. So they got stats. They got the same analytics they do year after year that are quoted as much as any. Wouldn't you agree, Fez? Yes. And they say this isn't a once-a-year kind of best team this year, though they're not. New England is even better. This is a twice a decade. Like, every five years there's a team this good. I don't think the 49ers are that good. But when advanced analytics are like way out there, and the market is saying the Rams are better because the Rams' home field is less than three. Two and a half. So three and a half, where I played it, plus three and a half, even three plus 100, which if you take Brad's line, I'm saying, wait a minute, the Rams have to be better. San Fran is way better by the advanced analytics. If only they're right by a third. If two-thirds of their extreme results are BS, they're right by a third. I still got one of the better bets of the month. Brad's just betting that the advanced analytics are wrong. So last thing, quickly, what about the 49 other than the old default? Oh, they look good on Monday night. I want to fade them. Other than that, what makes you skeptical about the Niners?
7: Their schedule. I, I mean, I get it. That's going to be building into those advanced anal- analytics. But Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cleveland's the best team they've faced so Tampa so far. Bay is
6: right now in, in advanced analytics and stuff,
7: an above-average team. And you could say the same Tampa Bay team that went into L.A. and beat Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So th- this is why
6: this is so fun. Brad... A college expert, but he does well in the NFL too, sees one thing. I clearly see another. The question is, do you trust the advanced analytics or do you trust the feeling that it's more – because really I haven't heard anything positive about the Rams from you. It's more you think it's an overreaction.
7: Overreaction, yes. So what do you think the line should be? Mm, I think it should be four.
6: Okay. All right. Oh, well, let's keep this simple, by the way. We got a bet. All right, when we come back, speaking of bats, we got a best bat from Fezzik. He does it every Wednesday, his line move, and we're going to talk a little bit
8: of baseball. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
2: Promo code CRSHOW. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas.
8: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Guys, we've got a pivotal Game 5 in Major League Baseball coming up later on tonight between the Dodgers and the Washington Nationals right now on pregame.com. The Dodgers are a minus 170. You know, you
6: might have heard talking. Brad,
8: I think, was conspiring.
6: You've never done like a Nancy Kerrigan, did you? Or a um, with the, with the, the the lady that had the knee hit on the skater. Remember Tanya Harding? Yeah. Like you've never caused an injury, have no, you? No. You just root for him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
7: All
6: right, listen. With baseball, the thing we only said one thing coming in because we're you know I'm not a baseball expert and batting in baseball. It's significant, but it's not near as much as football, basketball, and what I said was right here, straight out of Vegas. The analytics can't figure out how to predict the playoffs. They've looked at everything: is it starting pitching? Is it relief? Is it hitting the ball in play? Blah blah blah, and they don't know. The abacuses—they're going crazy, but they can't figure it out. Fez, have you ever? had any better give you a really good playoff baseball system that won. No. It's just tough, and so you stay away from it. But I think if you don't know, there's a way to play it. And what I recommended was pick a couple of dogs you like, play them each for a small amount, and hope you hit the lottery ticket. Well, Yankees obviously blow out, give them credit, boat raced. But in the three other series we're looking at here – you got St. Louis looking like almost a sure win and they were 17 to 1 to win the World Series. Atlanta was 8 to 1. Now you're looking Dodgers, they're favored at home, but they were about 3 to 1 and the Nationals were 16 to 1. And then finally you look at Houston was uh, about 2 to 1. The Rays were 28 to 1 to win the World Series. So I can tell you this, I would love to have a ticket right now. World Series ticket on St. Louis, Washington, and the Rays. And to me, that system, it doesn't always work, but that system of looking at the dog because it's not predictive in baseball and thus the pricing favoring a dog a ton just, or the favorite a ton doesn't make a lot of sense.
8: We got a best bet from Steve Fezzik coming up here in just a moment. First, I want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. Finding out why your check engine light is on can save you a lot of time and money down the road. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the real problem and analyze your specific vehicle information, code, and mileage to get you verified fixed solutions. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Kansas City Chiefs are currently four-point favorites hosting the Houston Texans. RJ, what does Vegas, and in particular, Steve Fezick make of the game?
6: So, Fez, this is your line mover. Is, is this the game? This is not the game.
5: All right. What, what is your line move? Line mover is Monday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers minus four against Detroit. Okay.
6: So you got about forty-five
5: seconds. And
6: remember, this is both you like the game and you think the line's going to move. So play it now.
5: Exactly. And. The home field advantage I have for Green Bay is four points. So let's think about this. The spread on this game is four points. So the spread is saying these two teams Even. are equal, which to, in my eyes is ludicrous. I have Green Bay as the significantly better team. Green Bay, my eighth best team. Detroit, nowhere close to that. Wow. Really cheap laying for Green Bay. That not that line so off a lot? What's your power rating say? Power ratings say seven and a
6: half. So you're saying your power ratings say Green Bay is three and a half points better. Yes. And the market's saying they're even. Yes. That's that's a once or twice a year it's that extreme, right? I cannot. So what do you think it is? Doesn't it worry you? See, here's the thing with me. When I can't explain why a line is wrong, I get scared. When I know it's, oh, this bias or that bias or Brad's wrong about this, I'm fine. But this one doesn't make a lot of sense. Luckily, we have a few days. But you're saying, play it now. Fezzik says,
8: play it now. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock
0: Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.